joining us for a conversation is Dean Taylor, the CEO of DimeCore Mining. Mr. Taylor, thank you for joining us today, sir. No problem, Maurice. Happy to be here. <laughs> well, it's a pleasure to be speaking with you today to have you introduce to us DimeCore Mining and share what may be a once-in-a-generation opportunity. Before we begin, Mr. Taylor, please introduce us to DimeCore Mining and the opportunity the company presents to shareholders. Well, thanks, Maurice. Uh, DimeCore Mining is a, we're a production-focused uh, uh, company. Um, what we do is we basically take non-core assets, uh, we acquire them from uh, groups uh, like De Beers, um, things that have the ability to provide us with the potential for near-term production uh, for obviously rough diamonds. And uh, what we do is we acquire those projects and uh, we try and get them up and running and uh, into uh, production as quickly as possible so that we can supply rough diamonds uh, to various uh, groups that we have around the world. Uh, we have our tendering facilities in Dubai and uh, we've got a long established uh, relationship uh, and a proven history of uh, producing rough diamonds so that is essentially what we do um, they're in great shortage right now so uh, timing wise we think uh, we're perfectly positioned right now and uh, it's it, we think it's a great strategy i couldn't agree with you anymore i'm excited to have you share the unique and i do mean unique value proposition before us in dime core mining but to truly appreciate this opportunity can you please provide audience members with a quick intro into the diamond space with what I would call Diamonds 101? And in particular, can you share with us the difference between gem diamonds and rough diamonds? Sure, Maurice. Um, the diamond industry is is really an interesting one. It's not uh, really that well known. Um, other than, of course, you have uh, two major groups. You have uh, the two biggest players in the industry are uh, essentially De Beers and uh, also Al Rosa, which is the Russian government, which is obviously uh, a bit of an issue right now uh, in terms of, uh, of what the buyers want to see. Um, the diamond space is, is very, it's not widely understood. It's not like gold or anything like that. If you look at the two biggest players, um, there's about 130 million carats roughly in that ballpark a year of rough diamonds that are produced. That's what the world has been eating uh, in terms of the sales and things like that. It's been pretty consistent. Um, the mines are very, very well known. Um, a lot of them are getting old. A lot of them are going down in production or, or shutting down. And there's nothing really new that's been found. When we look at De Beers and Alrosa, they produce, you know, each one of them makes up probably about 35% of the diamond market. So about 70% was between those two groups. And the rest of the rough diamonds of the world come from, you know, probably about uh, 12 or 15 other uh, uh, groups in the world. So it's a very, very uh, tight space, very hard to get uh, rough diamonds, and uh, especially uh, gem quality diamonds, probably somewhere around only about 20 or 30 percent of what comes out of the ground is is what we refer to as gem diamonds which ultimately end up in jewelry the rest is industrial um, our project we think uh, you know we know that uh, from the stuff that's produced in the history of Venetia it's probably somewhere around 60 percent gem or gem quality um, and that is what everybody is essentially looking for so it's a really interesting time to be in the diamond space um, of course the conflict between Russia and Ukraine uh, you know, the, the sanctions, everything that goes along with that has uh, largely eliminated any desire for the main players to want to buy uh, Russian diamonds uh, at this point. So it presents some really interesting challenges for supply side 
And uh, I think we're perfectly positioned uh, with our, our Cronodora Venetia project um, to start ramping up and uh, and supplying good quality. Uh, we've seen it in the pricing and, and everything else. So uh, we feel like the, the company is a real inflection point right now in the industry is uh, you know, really, really an interesting one where if you've got rough supply, you're you're kind of in a perfect position right now. Uh, you certainly are. Now, let's find out more. Mr. Taylor, take us to South Africa and introduce us to your flagship Crone Endura at Venetia. And please share with us how Dime Core Mining is positioned to provide the diamond market with both gem and rough diamonds. As the company has just released sales from the diamonds recovered from your processing of quarry material at your Crone Endura Venetia project. Sure. Um, we acquired the, uh, the, the project. Um, as uh, some people will know, some won't. Um, we do have a strategic alliance with Tiffany, uh, which obviously was recently purchased by Louis Vuitton. Um, uh, obviously, one of, the, one of the best names in the industry, Tiffany's is actually a shareholder in the company. And their involvement really came from wanting to secure supply. Uh, a lot of the bigger guys, as I've said, the supply side of things is not... Uh, not great before and it's actually really uh, an issue now so these groups really look to find non-conflict diamonds our project is co-located and when I say co-located um, with De Beers flagship Venetia mine um, essentially the two projects are located together um, what ours is is the top thousand meters of uh, Venetia De Beers estimate was the top thousand meters was uh, eroded off and shifted, so it's it's a very rare um, fan type deposit off of Venetia with the same material. Um, it's in the northern part of South Africa, so a very good area in terms of weather. And you can imagine the benefits that we have when you've got a four and a half billion dollar uh, mine that that essentially uh, De Beers has developed, and literally we we coexist. So in terms of suppliers, everything else, it's it's very very. Uh, you know, it's a very, very good situation for us. Um, we have a very large land position. Um, the estimate was is somewhere in the neighborhood of a thousand vertical meters of the pipe was sheared off and just uh, a fan deposit right beside. So our project's very, very simple in that what we do is we essentially run a large uh, gravel pit or, or strip mining operation. We never go underground. There's no blast or anything else. Our job is to basically strip mine off the top of that uh, material that's been displaced put it through uh, different processing plants we have, extract the diamonds and uh, send them to market. And as I've said, very high percentage of gem and near gem. Um, and as we've seen in the sales, we, you know, we, we average somewhere around anywhere from 175 to $250 a carat US on average. That's about two times, two and a half times what the worldwide average is, a reflection of the gem. And we also get uh, big stones. Um, our largest to date is around 91.7. Um, that we recovered a, a couple of years back in the development of the project. Um, just recently, we've uh, announced that in this last run, we've got a 59 carat and a, and a 21.8 carat, I believe it is. Um, and those can be extremely valuable. They, uh, like I say, they run into the thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars per carat is, is what they're potentially uh, worth is when they're gem quality. So uh, the project itself, like I said, it's you, you, you've got a... Uh, a good operator with a proven history, a lot of development done, um, obviously a strategic alliance with one of the industry leaders and a project that's co-located with uh, a giant. So it's it's a very interesting project and uh, 
and the development of it is is basically at the point now where we're we're sort of off and running. It delayed us a bit, but now we feel like we're in excellent shape uh, going forward here. Well, you know, this is a, a true testament of the geological and business acumen here. 59 carats and 22 carats, and you say it so mildly. Yeah. <laughs> or modestly, I should say. Well, you know, the potential here, we know that there's... Uh, De Beers' largest to date out of Venetia is around 315 carats uh, in size. So we do expect we're going to see, uh, you know, some larger stones. There's certainly the potential for... Uh, individual stones up to even as much as, like I say, in that three to four hundred carat range is, is definitely possible. I'd like to go back to Tiffany's and your relationship. It seems to be a, a strong fiduciary relationship. First, you're a supplier, but they're also a world-renowned name, as we all know, in the diamond industry, and they're shareholders of DimeCore. Why? Yes. Well, you know, when we discussed this, when we looked at acquiring this uh, from De Beers, we were chosen, it was a competitive process. We were chosen from probably around you know, 10 to 12 different companies that tried. It was a long process, took a couple of years. Um, certainly Tiffany's involvement, uh, their legitimacy. I mean, uh, you know, I, I can't say enough good things about uh, the Tiffany's group. Um, they've been very supportive. Um, you know, they they really, what they were interested in was the supply. That That's the big thing. Um, when we did the deal, uh, they provided us with about $10 million in exchange for essentially a first right of refusal and it is a strategic alliance. Uh, so they are a shareholder. Um, they did provide that capital to uh, try and expedite uh, getting things going. As you know, with mining, it takes a long time. It takes a long time to acquire it, permit it, build it, get it going, everything else. It's, it's quite a long process. Um, and so, you know, the, the whole idea with Tiffany's is, is um, they, they're, they're looking for the best of the best. I can honestly say that over the years of dealing with them, there's absolutely no question that anything that you see in their stores is the best. Um, so when we look at even the production that, you know, or the, or the run of diamonds that, that we get from even the trial mining exercises right now, um, Tiffany's is only interested in the very, very, very best of that. We have about 150 other buyers when we take the goods to Dubai that we sell to. Um, but it's a symbiotic relationship in that, uh, you know, they obviously need good quality product for their stores. Um, and so we're able to provide that in, you know, a, a smaller way than, say, somebody, some of the larger ones like De Beers would. But essentially, that's really what they're, they're after is it's, it's for them, it's, it's all about supply and how difficult it is uh, to get supply of rough diamonds. And of course, like I say, in the last, uh, you know, number of months here, unfortunately, with the, uh, the Russia-Ukraine situation, uh, Russia diamonds, which was probably a third of the rough diamonds of the world, has now effectively uh, it is just no longer an option for them so uh, yeah it's uh, like I say we could not be happier with with that particular situation and uh, it's not an off take they don't get a discount or anything they're more than happy to pay for market value for the stones that they want and uh, and that that is the deal so you have gym quality diamonds in a positive diamond market how are you taking advantage of this market with your processing capabilities and what can investors look forward to in the short and long term yeah or see we it was really unfortunate uh, the COVID situation we were really looking at as i said you go through things where you acquire it um, you permit it you build you test you refine these massive plants i mean our plant uh, you know, at the front end of it, uh, you know, we'll do up to as much as, let's say, we're targeting as high as maybe 500 tons an hour worth of material going through. So very, very large operation, very big infrastructure, a lot of equipment, 
um, power lines, underground water, everything. We're, we're completely done the development and the permitting phase. Um, so when we look at everything right now, uh, you know, really, our situation is, 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 is really quite good in that, um, you know, we do have that ability to provide those, those high quality diamonds. Um, we, you know, COVID, like I said, was really unfortunate. We were ready to sort of ramp up and really start doing a lot more volume when COVID hit. Obviously that stopped everything. Um, you know, our big shareholders, we've got, we've got awesome shareholders, amazing people involved, um, long-term guys. We all put money in to keep things going. We survived COVID. And so right now, you know, in the last sort of six months, as we've gotten through COVID, um, you know, we've survived the, the onslaught of that. And now it's all about ramping up. So that's what we're doing right now. We're going to see increased volumes, increased carrots, increased revenues, uh, more frequency of big stones. And then as we get into the end of the year, we've got about 5,800 hectares, which is almost, you know, somewhere around 14, 15,000 acres. Um, so it's a massive area. Uh, as we get into the end of the year, now with all the, all the plant developed and everything else really running and, and everything set, uh, we'll now start to go from not only just increasing the amount of processing we're doing and, and revenues going up, but we'll also start expanding into the outer areas and uh, you know finding where the brunt of the higher grade areas are, and then move into those over the next you know over, over the next number of years. So it's kind of uh, when we look at things right now, it's. It's a very high quality project with high quality people involved. Um, it's got, you know, the potential for immediate, uh, you know, obviously it's cash flowing already. We expect that we have the potential even this quarter to go to profitability. And obviously these big stones make a big difference. Uh, and then as we go forward, you know, it's all about growth and expansion into those other areas. So, you know, the next, you know, we think we're at an inflection point right now. Uh, without question, uh, we feel that that's the, the potential to really make a jump in this quarter, even in the and the next one. Uh, but then, even after that, our plans are to uh, further expand and grow as we go forward. So it's it's essentially a, a near-term production scenario with a lot of growth built into it and upside. So that's what attracts many buyers, uh, as well as Tiffany's, to us. Is it's non-conflict, really high-quality. Uh, you know, good stones, uh, you know, good rough diamonds, exactly what they're looking for. And their big thing is, uh, you know, with us is, uh, you know, go faster, get us more. <laughs> that's, <laughs> well, that's the name of the game right now. Well, they're not alone. I'm a shareholder and I feel the same way. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that is the, the effort right now. I think, like I say, I think uh, I think shareholders will be really happy this, this quarter. Sometimes with these deals, like with mining especially, it kind of, you know, it, it's it's tricky in that it takes a long time to get it to a certain point and then once they finally do everybody you know tends to get a little fatigued at the end and uh, then all of a sudden boom it goes and it's like gee why you know why didn't I see that coming you know so it's it's an interesting time like I say but uh, you know for us uh, right now I think the biggest thing really for us when people say well what's you know what's risk or anything else uh, involved uh, to me right now and like I said to all our, our key guys is uh, you know operationally it's all about execution, guys. That's all there is. The deal's good. The diamonds are good. Everything's good about it. We just need to make sure that we demonstrate our ability to ramp it up and get get things going. And so we feel like we're, you know, this quarter has been really good. And like I say, these big stones like that, um, you know, good seven, eight carat diamonds that are good quality will bring 8,000 a carat U.S. 
so we expect that these, uh, you know, the 21 and the 59 will do very good, and and certainly, you know, they add a lot of, uh, you know, they a lot of, a lot of potential in the cash side of things to the picture on top of what you're already doing. So they really launch things ahead. Well, a number of virtues, and I'm hearing a number of catalysts, and that's exactly why I'm so uh, honored to have you on the program with us today. In terms yep. of news flow, when can shareholders expect to find out the results from this drill program? Well, the, the, the different programs we've got, what we'll see coming up, we're not, you know, honestly, we've spent a, a majority of the money that we, we bring in. We, we've sold a lot of diamonds, uh, you know, 150,000 plus, uh, you know, over the, over the development of the plant even. Um, you know, we've put probably close to $100 million over the years into the, into the project. Um, you know, news flow, we've never really been uh, pushed that hard on the news flow, but as a public company, as you know, my, my personal feeling is, is if you don't have any positive news, there's no sense in wasting shareholder money to basically say nothing. But what we'll do is, is as we go forward now, you, you'll see that we just put out the announcement on the... Uh, on the bigger stones and and what we delivered and the results of the sale early on. I mean, we're three weeks into the quarter and we've recorded probably a half a million U.S. Uh, of revenue already. Um, obviously, we'll have another sale here at the end of August, another one in September. Uh, when those sales occur, obviously with the big stones, um, rather than guessing what they're worth or trying to estimate, the best thing is is those are in. They'll go up to tender. And we'll certainly announce what they'll, those are worth, and I think guys will they'll find it is, you know, in, in, in a sense, it's it's material to what's going on. Um, and then news flow from there will really start to kind of pick up as we work on expanding, uh, you know, getting volumes up, you know, ongoing results, things like that. And then into the end of the year, uh, you know, we'll certainly start talking about moving out into other areas, uh, you know, doing a lot of different drilling programs, a lot of bulk sampling, and and really trying to define uh, where these trap sites are of, of higher grade and, and a lot more stones to come. So it's it's a very exciting time. And like I say, I think you'll see as we go forward here, um, there will be real news. And, and to me, uh, you know, I'd love to have a release every week. If I have real news, I'll do it. If I don't, then typically we keep our shareholders abreast of what's going on and stay focused on what we're doing. It's all about results, I think, Maurice. I couldn't agree more, sir. Leaving the Cronendora, sir, let's look at some numbers. Mr. Taylor, please provide the capital structure for Dimecore Mining. It's uh, Our capital structure is very tight. It's a very tightly held uh, company. We've got about 120 million shares uh, issued and outstanding. Um, largely that number, we always kind of thought we would stay under 100 million, which is a crazy low number, for especially for a mine that's built. Usually you're in the you know, four, 500, 600 million or more even. Um, we've kept it very tight, but it is very, very, uh, you know, tightly held. Um, if we look at management, if we look at our key shareholders that have been there since the beginning, um, a, a very large percentage of the stock is, uh, you know, held by probably 15 guys. Um, and 15 very, very long-term, very knowledgeable guys of what's going on in the industry. They recognize that, you know, our current market cap, like I say, when we look at things, um, you know, I, I think at one point we traded as high as probably a dollar sixty or seventy a share. Uh, the market cap was probably in the neighborhood of a hundred million. Um, obviously, with COVID, with everything that's gone on, people get a little fatigued. And so, when we look at our market cap now of probably around twenty-five million or so, um, you know, it's a little bit hard to to stomach when you've spent a hundred million getting to this point. But these mining deals typically do that. We understand the reason why the market cap was is there. 
And quite frankly, you know, it's uh, like the old saying goes, price comes to value. So like I've said to everybody, you know, on our side involved, it's uh, it's a show me phase. Um, nothing matters right now other than results and, and getting things moving. And once we demonstrate that, which we think that we will do this quarter, uh, we think we're doing it right now. And uh, that will get recognized. And as we get recognized, uh, you know, the market cap will go up. But it's it's tightly held. It, uh, like I said, we have very, very good shareholders. And... Uh, you know, we're, we're extremely pleased with where we sit. A majority of the dilution we suffered in the last year or so, um, that really came from essentially what we could, it wasn't a rights offering, but essentially when we had to survive COVID, every single per, you know, person, whether it was management, uh, big shareholders, everybody else, you know, did their proportionate share, put in money so we would survive. Essentially, our shares went up, but the shareholdings essentially stayed the same for everybody. So the goal was to just survive. But uh, yeah, attractive share structure for sure. Um, you know, that, that's one of the, the things we like. Now, before we close, Mr. Taylor, what would you like to say to shareholders? Well, I think that, you know, in my opinion, with this whole thing right now, my message to people would be, um, you know, to have a look at the uh, have a look at the project, have a look at the company, have a look at everything that's involved and understand what's going on in the in the rough diamond space and how difficult it is to get a hold of rough and anybody that does have rough what the advantages and what the benefits of that are um, I think that as we go into this next sale uh, we see these new stones um, it's just a very very key inflection point here that I think warrants uh, you know people having a look at um, I think you know like I said I, it's a you know, it's cash flowing, you know, obviously it has the potential to go to profitability in this quarter. Uh, we're getting big stones. We're getting, you know, we're ramping up. We're, you know, we have a strategic alliance with Tiffany's. It's a De Beers deal. Uh, we're co-located. Um, you know, infrastructure's done. Permitting's done. Um, there's just so many different positives that I think if a person does their homework, they'll realize that, you know, it, it is a you know a very good value proposition right now and so you know I think that if they do their homework and due diligence and uh, you know obviously if they have any questions you know we're always here to answer any questions and uh, go through things with them um, and I think once they do their homework on it they'll realize the same as as a lot of key shareholders have that it's a you know it's a very interesting company and it and it has a tremendous amount of potential and it depends you know tremendous amount of growth potential and the ability to generate, uh, you know, cash flow, earnings, all those good things, which you don't typically see in junior mining. Last question, sir. What did I forget to ask? <laughs> I, I, you know, I've done a few presentations over the last sort of kind of month, month and a half. And I think, you know, the common question that everybody says is what could go wrong? You know, what keeps you up at night? Um, my answer to them is really simple. I'm extremely comfortable where we're at and everything right now just comes down to execution. Um, you know, we've had some very, very good uh, news and, and good things going on here at the beginning of this quarter. Uh, I think it's going to continue. Um, so really right now, uh, you know, that's that's what I'm looking for. Personally, I, I don't think there's anything, you know, that can go tremendously wrong other than just uh, execution. And the more we execute, the better it's going to be. So I'm really looking forward to uh, you know this September ending quarter and the December one and uh, you know I think uh, those are you know I, I think we're gonna have some fun here going into the end of the year so uh, you know I'm, I'm very optimistic uh, as to where we sit and, and what's going on right now 
Oh, looking forward to it. Mr. Taylor, for someone that wants to learn more about Dime Core Mining, please share the website address. Our, our website's very, it's Dime Core Mining, or Dime Core, sorry, not Dime Core Mining anymore. We've simplified it to dimecore.com. Uh, they can certainly go through there. Uh, you know, they can always, they can get our information on there to contact myself or Rich Matthews. Uh, you know, Mark Smith is always around. Uh, it doesn't matter, like I said, how big or small the shareholder is or who it is. If, if somebody wants information and wants to get a hold of us, uh, you know, our phones are always on and we're always happy to uh, talk to people and give them as much information as we can about our company. Mr. Taylor, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Wishing you and Dimecore Mining the absolute best, sir. Thanks, Maurice. Thanks for the time. The information presented on Proven and Probable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.